Hey there, demons. It's us, your girls. Welcome to the Office Goblin Podcast. I'm S. And I'm D. And we are goblins, two goblins on the internet that have many thoughts, interests, and opinions about stuff and things. Seasons greasins, decluttering, <laughs> people got you down. Let's talk about spring cleaning. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! S and I were trying to describe, you know, what do we want to talk about today? What's going on? And, you know, we have our little matrix of topics. And I said, oh, well, what about spring cleaning? And I said, that's perfect because I just did that. <laughs> yes, God. Is it like, the funny thing about D and me is that oftentimes we're thinking the very same thing, whether we know it or not. <laughs> if not thinking, experiencing things at the same time. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes both. When the pistons are firing in the brain, you know, <laughs> the... Uh, what is it the neurotransmitters the electrical signals are going through oh yeah those yeah. those signals be strutting down the nerve yeah. waves <laughs> best 20 minutes of the month <laughs> oh my god yeah it's we're just synced up you know it's all good yeah unless you're the rest of the general public in which case you're like oh god <laughs> It it really is that time of year, though, where the sun is finally out past 5 p.m. And mm -hmm. you can go outside without six layers. And I was telling S, like, I've got, or maybe I was telling my other friend, I have all my windows open. I was vacuuming and dusting and going through stuff. Like, it's Hell been yeah. great. It really is the snowball effect of once you get into the cleaning zone... Mm. the satisfaction oh yeah it's just a power hour and you're so into it and feel so proud i okay i have a question for you there i feel like there are two types of people and i am one and my mother is the other and i'm trying to figure out how <laughs> everyone else in my life is i'm the tiebreaker yeah so my mom cleans every weekend dust vacuum wipes everything mm -hmm. down every weekend when you start seeing the dust is when I dust. Like, that's where I'm at <laughs> in life. I I couldn't give less of a fuck until it's like, okay, no, that that's looking pretty dirty. Okay, let me go get my rag. <laughs> okay, I am your mom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I think it would be a little bit different if it was just me. But since I have my two pets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you remember my last apartment was just like, this dank place of no airflow <laughs> and it was super old it was uh, over a hundred years old so the yeah. dust that naturally flew from the crevices and everything else because everything was at an angle nothing lined oh. up the doorways the windows the, the screens <laughs> like nothing nothing was as it was supposed to be it was a tim burton house tim burton's oh, house God. or even dr seuss yeah seussical in nature <laughs> and so you know, combine all of that plus any dirt. Uh, I was going to say brain cells, haha, <laughs> skin cells, uh, my own <laughs> hair, whatever that I was shedding was thrown into the mix. And what I had to do on a weekly basis was I would vacuum, mop, vacuum, mm -hmm. mop. And when I tell you, it was still sometimes really questionable. It was. 
the German word for that is putzen, where it's okay. the hard, the heavy duty cleaning. It's re- different from the regular cleaning. So they have a specific word for it. Oh, I love that. That was my situation. And plus, I kept a pretty minimal home for the mm-hmm. sake of if I have tchotchkes out, which are delightful because I had a few like my little sunny angels and things like that. Yeah. But they would just gather so much dust. And I that was the part that I think would fall into your category of until the sunny angel has a fine <laughs> hair of dust, just a nice little <laughs> wiglet of dust, of dust bunnies, then I would clean it. But everything else needed to be just like a geometric flat surface mm. free of anything as much as possible. Because that, that to me, even at my most in-zone cleaning of an hour and a half, that yeah. still took time. Oh, yeah. You know, and it wasn't a big place. So I'm just like, what am I doing? <laughs> Did you or do you? Ha- <coughs> Good Lord. <laughs> I can't breathe correctly today. Did you or do you have uh, air pur- air purifiers? I do. Yeah, I okay. have a big ass HEPA filter. And they they don't help at all? like, Or do they help with the dust collection or the pet hair collection? Yes and no. What I find that I also have to do is just like wipe down the HEPA filter as well. Yes. Because it has the actual filter inside and it has uh, using charcoal, like a yep. whole netting system of that as a separate thing, and then a filter over it. And it is just mm-hmm. covered with my pet hair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, this place is much better regarding drafts and everything. It's actually airy and and nice and not uh-huh. old, relatively speaking. So even then, it's still something to be aware of, you know? So I now vacuum every other day here. Okay. And that has been working pretty well. And then the once a week stuff, such as mopping, bathroom, dusting, all that stuff. Um, okay. Bathroom at a minimum once a week. I try to keep it wiped up and like cleaned up yeah and i actually have supplies because i live in a two-story house Mm -hmm. and i hate cleaning two-story houses because i have to lug all of my cleaning shit that i keep on the first floor upstairs yes and then if i forgot something i have to go back down grab the other armful and come back up because again i'm not just wiping things down okay i have six different (laughs) cleaning supplies and sprays and whatever (laughs) potions yeah for each (laughs) for each room in the house Mm -hmm. and so i finally bought specifically bathroom stuff to keep upstairs and i bought sponges specifically to clean the bathrooms in upstairs Mm -hmm. but i'm also i might be just a really terrible person (laughs) oh but i just can't care enough sometimes to do all the deep cleaning and the the catch-up work and so it just it, it will get to the point where I'll look and go, oh, God, I am, I'm living in squalor. This is awful. And I'm sure it's not. I am not. depraved. <laughs> and right. then I don't clean it anyway. <laughs> I'm sure that I, it's not as bad as, like, it could be, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it's still, like, there's, there's, uh, I have Jack and Jill sinks in our master ba- uh, bathroom. Nice. And uh-huh. my husband doesn't use his side because he uses the guest bathroom in the hallway. He likes it's a his own personal space. preference, yeah. <laughs> right, that's fine. However, his sink then gets dust 
and like setting spray or or dry shampoo or there's like a film on the inside by the end of it. And I'm like, oh god, Ooh. this is bad because <laughs> it just doesn't get used. Yeah, yeah, it's the pros and cons of it. You know what? I've really tried to, and this might help your situation. This started off for me as a practical consideration. I'll just start with that. When I got my pets out of mm-hmm. fear that they would get into cleaning supplies because I knew people who had animals that got into them and then went blind or something. Yeah. Which, you know, it, it happens, unfortunately. They're like masters of getting into places they shouldn't. <laughs> Absolutely. At, at doing the best you can. And I got one of those tubs, you know, that have the like uh, little latches that you flip up so everything's sealed. And I know yeah. that... There's no way in heck they could do that and access that. So anything that I can fit in there, I just towed it around wherever Mm -hmm. I was cleaning. And of course, I didn't have a two-story house, so it's so much easier for me to be like, I'll just pick it up and go like a turtle, (laughs) a turtle of cleanliness. Um, (laughs) But by really trying to pare down or have multi-purpose products, it's really helped in so many ways ease up my thing but for you the only thing i would just be so peeved about and i think would let accumulate dust and cobwebs is the banister because you have such a beautiful staircase but getting between them (laughs) those shits i i would not be having it on a weekly basis yeah i have um like those microfiber towels that i'll just spray down with dust spray and i did the top banister upstairs in mm-hmm. the like loft area, but this down the stairs, I can see like my hair on, and I just, <laughs> I'm like, fuck it, I'll get to it eventually. I we 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 have lived in this house for almost a year now, and we have not mm-hmm. had visitors. I can't care less. You know what? What if you just kind of threw your leg over at the very top of the stairs <laughs> and, and wrote it down? down? Yeah, so you could be your own dust cloth. <laughs> It won't get in between, but at least it gets the main banister. See, the main banister on top is fine. It's the base that all of the pieces, like, the base part, that's where I'm like, God damn it, I don't want to have to clean this. Now, so let me ask you, is there a time of year that you do go full tilt? Like, let's say the spring cleaning where you clean areas and spaces and things that you wouldn't normally clean the rest of the year? Oh yeah, this is this is that time of year. It's fresh out of winter where everything has been shut and locked and kept up for mm-hmm. four months or so. Where again, I open the windows, and that's the worst part, right? Is when you finally open the windows, but then you look into the crevice and go, "Dear God, what is in my windowsill?" <laughs> Carcasses of dead bugs and dust <laughs> and hair and mystery substances. <laughs> That's when I clean the the crevices of the house is the springtime when I'm going through. I'm already on the floor with six piles of shit around me on whether or not I'm going to keep it. <laughs> so I might as well clean the baseboards while I'm down there. You know, that's my mindset. Oh, yeah. I'm not a baseboard cleaner. I'm, I'll confess to that. I've just n- <laughs> never done that because I'm like, I don't care. Well, maybe I, the bathroom because it's usually a white baseboard. Right. I I try to do it. In, you know, bedrooms or such when I'm already down there and cleaning. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, bathrooms. I, I am regretting the day that I'm going to have to deep clean the bathroom again. I do a deep clean 
again, I am sorry, audience, twice a year, four times a year, where I, like, hands and knees scrub everything in the bathroom. But uh-huh. it's uh, most of the time it's just wiping it up, making sure everything's clean, but not, like, spit polished. Yeah, yeah, I... Well, that's the thing. I mean, like, with pets, I have, like, litter boxes, so sometimes right when I'm changing out the litter to completely fresh litter, I wash them in the tub because it's the only space I could do that. Like, this isn't a Japanese bathroom that has a nice (laughs) little area I could, you know, just shower it off with. That'd be beautiful, Um, yeah. Yeah, which is so unfortunate because I'm like, they have really sick bathrooms. Super dope. (laughs) Higher tubs, little drainage thing. That is an absolute aside, but, like, the Japanese absolutely have it right when it comes to a bathroom. I, oh, I have it wish. It is, it is, like, perfection efficiency. Yeah, you do your ones and your twos in a separate space. <laughs> you wash off the grime, and then you can just soak and right? become a human soup for a little bit and just enjoy. And spill everything on the floor because there's a drain. You just rinse everything to the drain. Super. I love it. Sorry. Love it. No. Did not mean to step over you. No, I'm I think I would be mad if you didn't agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> then I would be outraged at your interruption. <laughs> Otherwise, we're good. Okay. What are your thoughts on windows then? Like what about windows? Okay. So, back where we lived for grad school, mm-hmm. I could access the front windows, but I couldn't do anything about the back. And I know when I first moved in and from the outside washed the windows, how much brighter it suddenly became in the apartment, which is so gross, but it's so true. Whoever was there before me, they had uh, painted fur of an animal into the wall, my guy. Oh, my God. And there was pet food in the closet. No. Yes, ma'am. No. Yes. That's disgusting. I know. I I do uh, clean the inside of windows, and I don't know. When it comes to the outside, where I lived last time, I did run the hose over the outside windows a couple of times, in the backyard at least, mm-hmm. just because there were no trees and it was so windy and it was so dusty. Yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't say it would be like a day and night difference, but there was a difference. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And so, I uh, I don't know. I, I feel like there are this is a, this is an American thing, right? Where most of our windows have screens covering yes. the outside. Mm-hmm. So you can't really get to them from, especially like the second floor windows. What, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Right, and. I've tried cleaning the mesh on the windows, and but you can't go too hard either. Because you'll pop them out. Yeah, and there's always something that goes with it. So I'm just like, okay, well, at least I got something cleaned off. But it's, yeah, really difficult, I feel like, to have a really properly clean window. Yeah, I I agree. Unless you hire a cleaning company, and then it's hundreds of dollars for what wiping out your windows like that's not where i need to be putting my money right yeah if you want to hoist your butt up on that ladder to get to that window but i've i've seen too many fail army videos of people on ladders listen in in the space that i record 
As S can see, this is a two-story house, and this room is open to the second story. So there's a Mm -hmm. loft area, and there are four windows. You can see the corner of one right here. Yeah, yeah. So there's one there, and there's one there, and then there's two on this wall that I'm recording against. Mm -hmm. I can't get to those. There are dust cobwebs that have made their, their living in the corners. I can't. I physically cannot get to them. I would need a 13-foot ladder, if not taller, and I'm scared of heights. <laughs> Do you think that those kinds of design elements or choices are a mostly American thing? Uh, well, they're stupid, so probably. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, because I'll tell you, I haven't really seen that in other places. No, because it's like fucking the, efficient. <laughs> yeah, these like inaccessible-ass windows with... A fine layer of dust just collecting, like, lint in a dryer. Right? And there's nothing you can do, again, unless you hire professionals or risk your life. And I'm not doing that. I know. Yeah, or a very, very long microfiber on a stick. (laughs) On a stick. On a a stick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I have been out of the country once, technically, and visited a place that was very populated with mm-hmm. not a lot of space. So every square foot needed to be used. Yes. Or square meter. I don't know how you guys measure them in European countries. <laughs> a square meter, even though I, the metric system is so much more accurate. It is. I totally get that. But I don't know how you measure a room. Do you measure rooms in, in meters, in... I, I, it might you be measure people, right? It you measure people in centimeters. So I didn't know if you also measure rooms in centimeters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I suppose you can do meters as well. Because I've, I've, like, even people, like, let's say, really tall people, mm-hmm. instead of just saying they're like a meter, or whatever, they'll right. say it all in centimeters. And I'm like, I have, as a person going through the American education system, I have no conceptualization of what that is. <laughs> The only reason I have any conceptualization about centimeters is because I watched Haikyuu. <laughs> See, there you go. There you go. Yeah. And there was this, like, the whole shindig of, he's two meters tall. And I'm like, yeah, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah, that tells me nothing. <laughs> Apparently, it's about seven feet. So. Oh, Jesus. They were a very, very tall person. <laughs> oh, wow. Anywho. <laughs> Like every every square piece of land or unit needs yeah. to be used smartly. And in America, we just have so much space yeah. in certain places of the country, and we tie class to how much space you can take up. Right, right. That it's it's not useful. Yeah, yeah, and like considering the housing situation you know the whether it's rentals or trying to purchase a home in the u.s as of yeah as of 2023 uh or people that buy up all these properties just so then they can rent them or airbnb them i was gonna say venmo verbo them (laughs) i i think that's kind of stupid honestly and then you have a specific portion that by law is set aside for um what is it like low low income housing right 
then that also restricts a certain access to, you know, housing for other people who may well, maybe are not so low income, but are also not in a state to actually purchase a home either. And that that all I know that's not what we were going to talk about today, but that could be a whole episode where it burns me up the housing crisis that we are in in America right now. Yeah. My biggest opinion is that every like every single person in America should be at maximum can own 10 properties. Maximum 10 properties. I, I would say two because it's like I, I I know. But like if you if you think of condo like a condo as a property. Mm-hmm. So I know some people just have ungodly amounts of money in this country and they can take that money and shove it up their ass. I don't care. But like there there has to be a cap on how many properties you can own. And you're mm-hmm. not fucking living in them. Right. Whether it's lofts, apartments, studios, really, to me, it doesn't matter. I'm like, you don't need more than two because you can't split yourself into much less 10 or more. Right. Even if you have the money, honestly, give it to a charity. Give it to anything with animals because animals are sweet and they deserve it. Yes, they do. Yeah. But it, it's really frustrating. It's really frustrating. It and it's just – it's so – again, it's not efficient. And then you have these giant houses that you can't keep clean no. because you can't get to all the fucking corners. No, no, certainly not. Corners, ceilings, anything and everything. It's just – stupid honestly and i think most of it is just a kind of obnoxious show of wealth that just because i can own this space i do and then i fill it with stuff sparkly pretty things so which is fine like pop off but you know it's like again another little side tangent on the consumerist culture right so part of part of this episode we wanted to talk about decluttering how many times a year or every few years as do you declutter okay so i was as a child i was a lover of little things little tchotchkes like ones that especially when i was very little like my comfort items that i would carry around with me yeah yeah um and then as i got older i just you know like displaying things i like collecting things but it got to the point where it became very and it was always organized, let me say that. But oh, in yeah. my mind, then I felt very overwhelmed. At some point, I was like, you know what? Like, a lot of these clothes I haven't worn in over 10 years. Why do I keep them? Yeah. And then the script completely flipped 180. And I just got into the mode of like, I'm going to get rid of as much as possible. <laughs> and have been kind of decluttering ever since then. And this is not to say that I don't have stuff. Because right. I have quite a bit of stuff. But... At the same time, I'm like, it's very manageable. Right. And so it's not a completely Spartan existence. Like, I'm Spartan in other aspects of my living, but Mm -hmm. then I really love books. Books are kind (laughs) of like my treasured item that I've collected over decades. Yeah. You know, so I've really been intentional about if I really do, uh, if, if I am considering buying a book, then I really, then I rent it from the library see if I borrow it again, and things like that, so I can actually bring it intentionally into my living space. I I wish I was there. I'm not there. I But, it, but <laughs> maximalism is fine. Are those well, things that make you happy? It's mostly it's the books. So, like, my husband uh-huh. and I live a life where we move fairly frequently. 
And so every time we move, we go through all of our books. And Mm -hmm. I kid you not, we get rid of a box about each time. (laughs) Yeah. It's just we bring we bring so many books home. And when we finally buy a house and are able to settle down and stay there for 20 plus years, Mm -hmm. I want to build a library, like an honest to God, multiple shelved library. Beauty and the Beast. fill it. Yes. Yeah. With a ladder and everything. A sliding ladder, yeah. <laughs> I I think, like, especially with your work and everything, it just kind of comes with it. Plus, you've always been a reader. Oh, yeah. So, and, and to me, that also makes sense, especially even if you're moving fairly frequently. But let's say you're in a place more than a year and a half, two years. You're going to accumulate stuff. That's just what happens. Right. And you just get better at placing it more strategically. <laughs> so then when you move, you're just like, fuck, how did we get here? <laughs> I we have two bookshelves on either side of the desk where I record mm-hmm. full full like you cannot we have books on top of books and then we have <laughs> a pile over here on this lamp I have a pile next to the couch of all of the books I have bought just this year so that I can read them before I put them on the shelf and forget about them mm-hmm. because my shelves are full of books too that I have forgotten that I own and I have not read yet yeah so now I'm making it a point that if I buy a book, it's sitting by the couch and that pile annoys the shit out of me. However, it is not moving until I read them. But it's, it's almost, to me, becomes a pile of guilt, literally, because yeah. it's you spent money on these books and let's say you've had them several months, maybe a, a, over a year, mm-hmm. and then it, it increasingly kind of nags at you like, oh man, why... Why don't I stop buying books? Well, I really enjoy books. I'll get to it eventually. Right. And when do you find the time? And what if your taste in books has changed since? Or, you know, whatever the subject matter is. And and then what do you do? So that's why I think either renting, you know, or audiobooks, or even uh, I found a Kindle. Kindle is great because then it doesn't take up as much space, but you can still have as much books on there as you want. See, there's also, like, I have used my Libby app. I finally downloaded Libby this year. Yeah. Libby, for those who don't know, is an app used through libraries across mm-hmm. the world, from my understanding, where all you need is your local library card, and you put in your information, and you have access to thousands of titles online. And they're all mm-hmm. free. You download them like you would any book, and read it, and then return it just like you would at your local library and it's fabulous and i've read so much more this year because of it Mm -hmm. but i also like i said i just i love being surrounded by books and i don't yeah the only time i get a little overwhelmed is when i'm like great now it's time to move and i have to pack them all again yeah paper is heavy you do not realize how heavy books are until you put them in a box dear god it it really sucks. <laughs> but you know what? To your credit, though, and as someone who also collects books, there's just nothing beyond the physical aspect of a book. I don't know, to like interact with it, touch it, flip these pages, mm-hmm. really engage with it. I, I don't know. There's nothing like it. I <laughs> Books tell a story. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> I had that I'm glad thought. I'm sitting I went, down for this one. <laughs> No shit, dumbass, but like... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
the words on the pages tell a story, but the cover of a book tells a story. The yes. condition a book is in tells a story. Mm-hmm. My cousin lent me a book recently and it's wrinkled. And she said, I'm sorry it's wrinkled. I read it in a hot tub in the mountains. I and I'm that. like, <laughs> I don't give a shit that it's wrinkled now. That's so cool. But also, um, fuck. <laughs> what was I going to say? <laughs> Technical difficulties. It's fine. <laughs> Crap, I don't remember. Okay, we can keep going. It's like near the end of this conversation, bet it's just going to pop into my brain and be like, that's. Okay, but so let's let's keep it somewhat on topic. So you have been decluttering over the last few years, just like a continuous thing or. Yeah, yeah, very ongoing because I find that it's easier to do it in passes, especially Mm -hmm. if let's say it's a person who was used to keeping all their stuff and has accumulated all of this one it's overwhelming because i don't know about you but i do the thing where it looks worse before it gets better it looks like a tornado has gone through your place because you have everything out but honestly that's the best way to start because then you can fully assess yes this is all the stuff i have of clothing books whatever else shoes and then not be just going back like oh here's another pair here's another pair like sure you might find things as you declutter Mm -hmm. but it's just easier to take a mental stock and kind of be aware of either am i a problem or (laughs) or this is doable and you know act accordingly and i find that it's just been easier that even if i accumulate a little bit more stuff than i would like that i'm still not feeling super overwhelmed going through it and then donating giving away whatever how about you i we (laughs) i was on the phone with my parents earlier and i said that we take decluttering and spring cleaning very seriously in this household where something that i have tried to start doing is keeping things out in the open so that i can physically see them so that i know what i have explain a little bit more so All of our shoes are on a shoe rack next to the front door. Okay. There's a couple that I keep in the closet, like my my cowboy boots and my snow boots. You know, the bigger things kind of get kept in the closet that we don't use very often. Mm -hmm. Everything that gets used gets put out in the open. So all of the books, I have, you know, my, my drawing table that I have all of my craft supplies on. Everything is visible so that Mm -hmm. I know what I have. And I can't just keep collecting. And so one of the troubles that we had uh, run into today is I realized how many board games that we have collected over the years Oh, (laughs) to the point where we could not keep them where we have our board games anymore. There was too many. So I drug all of them out, Mm -hmm. sat down with my husband, and I said, we have to get rid of some of these. And... You know, we did, and we put everything back where it's supposed to be, and hopefully now the next time we go shopping for games just for fun, we can say, okay, now we remember what we have, Mm -hmm. let's not either, one, get the same thing again, or two, get something that we know we're not going to play. Because that's another issue we have, is we have some games that we haven't even played yet. They still had wrapping on them. And I just went, why the (laughs) fuck do we have these still? It's been months. 
Yeah, yeah. But it's like, how many times do we go to a store and like impulsively see something, whether it's on, especially if it's on sale, like, oh, God, oh yeah. because it's half off. Oh, this is great. And then we don't feel as bad, maybe if we don't play it. But especially yeah. if we pay full price for something and then never touch it again, whether it's, you know, out there or not. Yeah. That's still a cruddy feeling. It is. And I, like, right now, the next project I kind of have is to put all of my planting supplies together. Nice. Because I have a plant room upstairs where I have all of my living plants, and I tried to put all of my pots and stuff up there, too. Mm-hmm. And that's not working. So all of those need to go back to the garage. <laughs> Yeah. And stored in a way that I know where all of them are. Mm-hmm. But yeah, right now it's, it, it, that's the last mess I feel like I have to deal with in the house now. But you know what? I appreciate your statement of, I tried this, but I see it's, and I've given it some time. I've seen it's not working. So I'm going to reassess and then try a different plan and then monitor that to then reassess how that goes. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. I I hate this idea that everything has to be perfect all the time, which oh. I know we've brought up before. And I'm like, it does not. It absolutely does not. And I I also hate the idea of everything having to fit an aesthetic. How I, is it possible? That is too much pressure. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, trends come and go. Aesthetics come and go. Right? If I have to see one more... Pinterest picture of fairy lights with those leaf vines and the LED light. I I think I'm just going to walk off a cliff because it, everyone also, looks the same. It's not just that. It's the practicality of it. Okay. Oh, not practical. The people who put the cotton on their ceilings to make clouds. Spider Haven. You do understand that, right? Like, that is... You've made Spider Haven. Yeah. Yeah, I, that is the name of the motel, Spider Haven. <laughs> and those in the, Cloud City. The clouds in your ceiling that look so pretty are going to be home to thousands of creepy crawlies by the end of the year. Yeah. God only knows it. And, and So, no. And their nests look like Blech. little round things of cotton. Blech. I can't. Yeah, I can't I was think too hard about it. <laughs> I was cleaning an attic. Oh, girl, don't do this to me. Yeah, like two weeks ago. Ugh. And it was in the state where, yes, there were some live ones, like some live <gasps> spiders, no. but there were so many empty little nest things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. Here's a fun fact. Spiders, when you see cobwebs, because spiders uh-huh. like people maintain their home they clean their web so when you see a cobweb it means that the spider has left because it's no longer being maintained Uh, they're so clean uh, yeah i well spiders are good right they catch bugs like yes of course you know they go where it's warm and dry it's a very natural response no one wants to be out there in the elements i listen i there are so many people that have told me over the years how you should, you know, treat spiders with kindness and love and Spider caring. Spider karma. Spider karma, sure. Here's the thing. If I was tinier and got caught in their house, I'd be eaten. So I'm not eating them. <laughs> you can't have your cake and eat it too here, Mr. Spider, all right? You can't Catch be in release. my house. Catch and release. No. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's that's an option. It's a very viable option. I sure, whatever. <laughs> okay, but you, I was gonna say, you, this is going to just go around in circles. You cannot convince me. I'm yeah, sorry. tune in next time for the continue the Great Spider Debate of twenty twenty three. All opinions welcome. Sure. Um. <laughs> But here's this other thing about cleaning, and I don't know if you have this feeling, where Hmm. vacuuming. Okay. By far, the biggest serotonin dopamine boost I think one can have, Mm -hmm. seeing dust and crap get instantly sucked up, Uh and then a clean space. Behold, it's It's such a nice feeling. I love vacuuming. Yes. And the reason I love vacuuming is because of the lines you get in your carpet after vacuuming. Oh, like mowing lawns, kind of. Yes. It's just like these neat, orderly lines and everything. And the emptying, the, I about said hair dryer because there's so much hair that ends up in my vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> emptying the vacuum and seeing all of the dust go into the trash can and just be like, oh, yes. See, it's not in my carpet anymore. Yes. Completely. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Is there, so is there any cleaning that you leave for last because dear god i cannot do this i hate this i hate putting away dishes really yeah out of like i i like also having a clean empty sink so the Uh washing is not a problem and i've never had a dishwasher okay and even when we lived in out of state for grad school and i had half half a dishwasher (laughs) never used it yeah Because one, it was only like two plates, so what am I going to do? Right. And then secondly, it's just, I don't know, the the satisfaction of cleaning it myself. I'm just so used to it, you know? Um, But I hate putting them away when they're dry. It's just annoying. I don't know why. See, I'm kind of the opposite where I hate doing them. You want to live in one house? Yes, I do. Absolutely. Meet Please a roommate. Live with me. <laughs> the third roommate. We're we're gonna be like those three minions. I love me, it. You, your husband, in a totally platonic way. <laughs> but yeah, I let's get weird. <laughs> she, you're gonna be like, no, she's only here to wash the dishes. That's it. That's yeah. And I said, I'll eat your snacks as well. And befriend the spiders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a fan of doing the dishes. I Now, granted, it's gotten easier to do the dishes now that I do them with gloves. Hmm. But as a kid, I didn't use gloves because we didn't get gloves because they were a luxury item. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, you were going to do the dishes whether you wanted to or not. So I, that's all I did. But I hate... I hate soapy water. I hate water that has food particles in it. Got like, it. The visceral reaction I have to touching something in the water that is not a dish. <laughs> no. No, absolutely not. Is gloves when washing dishes an American thing? Because I've always just been raw dog in it, I guess. <laughs> of washing them, you know, by hand. And I'm like, this food particle and you know, who interacted with it, so to speak, is not a mystery to me if it's only me, <laughs> so I'm not disgusted by me. <laughs> I I don't know if it's an American thing. I I definitely know, you know, growing up the way that I did, we didn't have them just because they were kind of expensive. Yeah, yeah. But And they rip so easily. They do, unless you get, again, 
the more expensive kind that do last longer. Meh. And <laughs> I I got a pair, like a two-pack of gloves, mm-hmm. and I have a pair for washing the dishes, and then I have a pair for cleaning the bathroom upstairs, just so mm-hmm. that, you know, I don't want to get chemicals on my hands. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no, I... There... Every time I do the dishes, I look at the pile and I go, God damn it, I don't want to do this. And then it takes me 10 minutes. And it's like, why? Why have I been putting this off for three days when it took me 10 minutes to do? I know why. I don't want to do them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I lived with someone for a period of time and they were the type of person when we lived separately would like leave three days the dishes in the sink to get Dish Mountain. And... Mm. One time I was over and I washed it in 10 minutes, mm-hmm. even with not a lot of hot water available. Oh, no. And they were – it was like the shock of the century, and I'm not even exaggerating. They're like, how did you do it? I'm like, <laughs> you just you just pre-soak and then you wash. It's whatever. Right. Yeah. And then that, that <sighs> behavior kind of carried over when we were living together, <laughs> that they would leave this – like literally two pieces, D – in the sink and they would be there for days so i would just wash my thing mm-hmm. and you know they would start to smell after a while and it's oh, like why yeah, can't no. you just wash this please see i will leave dishes in the sink for days at a time however they do not have like food on them too much because i'll rinse my dishes when i'm done but they uh-huh. still need to be washed with soap and hot water yeah so then i wait until there's a fucking pile and then it's like okay i can force myself to do it yeah but yeah no they will they will absolutely sit there until the cows come home and i just i hate doing dishes (laughs) admittedly the hardest part for anything is taking the first step yeah is starting yeah even if it's something you enjoy or even if it's uh something you know it's good for you like going to the gym Mm-hmm. When I had a gym membership, that was motivating because I'm just like, even if, let's say it's a $10 membership, mm-hmm. which does, you know, less than a dollar a day, I'm still paying for it, Deborah. So I should go, <laughs> you know? So I had like, that was like that sunk cost fallacy kind of thinking that I had. Yeah. And also, what are you going to do? Just smash your dishes? And, like, get a new set each week because you're like, you know what? I don't want to wash this. Because, like, styrofoam and pep- paper plates seem very wasteful. Oh, yeah, no. I, I have not used paper plates since I lived with my parents. And uh-huh. I blow everyone's mind when I tell them that we have a single set of dishes, which is four big plates, four small plates, four bowls, four yeah. mugs. And, like, that's that's all the plates and cups that we have. Or not cups, plates and bowls that we have. We have one that's extra what I bowl. Do too. And like it's a ramen set, and bowl. And that's it. Right. And everyone, they're just like, you only have eight plates and i'm like there's two people what do you mean i only have eight plates and they're like well that's just it's not enough what do you mean what that's like (laughs) you know what that's like the people that have fine china holiday china their regular everyday china it's like no you know what you're you're gonna then force your kids to take it out of guilt because it's been in the family you never (sighs) use it yeah. It's stupid. Just have one set for the whole year. I guarantee it will be just fine. That is 
That is the inner 80-year-old in me that wants to have a full glass <laughs> china hutch and put my china on display. Like, that's a goal, eventually, in the next 10 years. And Yeah, yeah, hutch is pretty cool. Right, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm not there yet, and I'm good with my eight plates. <laughs> Listen, as long as you're not like, I want to have a china hutch and fill it with Raydon. What? You know, like a TJ oh, Maxx the- or Marshalls, the one that's like... <laughs> Bowl. <laughs> Spoon. <laughs> Meow. <coughs> I do I do have a single piece of Ray done. It's a candle. It's a black cat. So the lid is a cat head. And on the that's front, fine. it just says spooky. I'm like, that's cute. <laughs> that No, that is cute. And like her Halloween stuff is always very fun, I think. Yeah. But... If it's like a very basic beige black color and it says bowl, then I think I would come over there and knock over your whole china hutch. <laughs> no. So do you here's here's my last uh question. Uh-huh. Do you ever have issues then when it comes with decluttering and cleaning of people giving you things that you do not need and then you feel bad because you don't want them? But they were a gift. Yes. Fabulous question. I used to have the guilt and the fear of what if they inquire? uh, What if they see it's not on display or something? Mm -hmm. Because either I just don't have the space for it or it's something not in my taste, even though it used to be, let's say. Yeah. Or sometimes it's, you know, just simply not on the mark and that's fine. But I've since gotten over that. And I've really kind of been an enforcer of gift lists, where for one thing, you put your lower-priced items, higher-priced items, uh, and it's all seasons, birthdays, Mm -hmm. Halloween, 4th of July, Christmas, you know, (laughs) if you choose to uh, give presents for those things. But it's an all-year thing, so just throw it in there. And we all have access to it. It's a shared document. You can update it whenever. It's fine. Um, you know, most of us can just get it ourselves so we don't really make it a point to give gifts because I'm like, I'm at an age yeah. where I have my own money. I can just buy it. Right. You know, if it's like something that I'm in a store and I'm like, ooh, this reminds me of D. I really think this would be great. Or she talked about this and couldn't find it, then I'll get it for her. Right. Yeah. But no, I've I've, I've kind of gotten over that guilt because I, if I just can't accommodate it, then I can't, you know? Mm-hmm. Same question for you. How How have your approaches to that changed and feelings about it? It... So I have finally gotten to the point where I just tell people, stop getting me things. <laughs> stop it. If you it. feel so inclined to get me things, which, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people do. Like one of my very best friends, their top love language is gift giving. Yeah, and which I'm is like, very generous. Right. And I totally – I respect that. So my thing that I tell people now is get me things that I can use quickly. Get mm-hmm. me candles, get me snacks, get me teas, get me gift cards, like fuzzy socks. Stop. Right. I I I will never turn away comfort things like mm. blankets or robes or anything. Mm-hmm. But then after 4 or 5 years I have so many fucking blankets. I think I gifted you a blanket when <laughs> so you, we were you, moving out. You did. I still have that blanket, Yay. and that is my nighttime blanket. I almost cannot sleep without it now. <laughs> oh. 
Imagine me softly tenting your body. <laughs> but I am flat. I it's like that perfect soft blanket and I've had it now for years and it has not gotten crinkly or gross yes. oh, some blankets do that you know that are yeah, really soft yeah. when you buy them and then by the third wash they're all matted yeah, it has yep, not yep, done yep. that it has not lost any of its softness so yes I, I do still have that blanket also because it's actually big enough to cover me okay I am not a small tiny lass okay I am a big woman <laughs> yeah I am a wee lad I <laughs> I'm not a wee lad. I am okay. I am average size, but that is not five three, a hundred pounds. Okay, I am f- bigger than that, and it actually covers all of me, and I can like curl up and wrap up in it. It's one of my favorite blankets by far. Yeah, when the pr- issue when you have the blanket over your shoulders, but then your toes are sticking out. Ugh. And then the demons will grab your toes. They will yank you by your tootsies. You know. Right. You got to keep. Keep the tootsies safe from the demons, but... Yeah, anything that's hidden <laughs> is not fair game to the demons. That's a law. <laughs> I do I do still have some items that are hard to let go that I probably don't have the space for. Mm-hmm. But I, I do still hold a bit of guilt. And so I... Like, there's there's been a couple of items that my parents have given me that they gave me because they, they didn't need them anymore. And okay. so... At that point, I'm like, yeah, I'll take it because I could use it at the time. Mm-hmm. And then when I don't need any use of it anymore, I give it to a friend. But it's still a fairly big ticket item. So I was just like, I hope that they don't ask where that went because they gave it to me. But now I gave it to someone else because I don't, I don't need it. Well, here's the thing. Here's my thought on it. One, when you give something away, it's no longer your business what is done with it. Yeah. And secondly, if you still kind of have that what if, what if they ask, Mm -hmm. then maybe check in with them like, you know, hey, I'm at this point where I can't accommodate this or I don't really use it as much anymore. Would you be comfortable if I gave it to my friend? Yeah. And that's moving forward. I'll do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right now, it's more of I already did that. So and again, it's we we live so far from family that half the time they don't see us for years on end. So when they do come and visit and it's not here, I can tell them, well, we've moved twice since then. Of course, I don't have it anymore. <laughs> right. And that's totally fair. I mean, stuff gets lost. Right. And by lost, I mean accidentally donated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or regifted. <laughs> or regifted. <laughs> but yeah, I it's it's. <laughs> it's getting easier, I think, as I get older, and especially mm-hmm. as I turn people away from don't get me knickknacks, get me things I can use. Yeah. Immediamente, so that I can get, like, they don't collect dust on my shelves. Yeah. And you know what? I think it really comes down to when you're older, you're more sure about what fits into my lifestyle. Yeah. And even if I were to declutter said item, Can Mm -hmm. I reasonably purchase it, like easily enough access it and purchase it? And if the answer is no, then maybe hold on to it. Give it a time frame, six months. If I don't use it, then it's going to go. But until then, give it a chance. But check in with yourself regularly because it's so easy to just accumulate stuff and get comfortable with all this stuff. Even if it's organized, you just find new ways to Tetris in all your shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, Believe me. Is, 
That is so true. And again, as someone who has to move so frequently, mm. I I really think I'm doing a good job. And I think that I'm not accumulating shit. And then we pack and I'm like, fucking where did all of this stuff come from? <laughs> yeah. I'm pulling it out from under the bed. I'm pulling it out from under the couch. Like, how did this even get here? Where did this go? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a corpse under the floorboards. How did that get there? Yeah, I... I really do believe in at least once a year really decluttering or taking stock of what you have. You do not have to be minimalistic no. to still be like a, an, an attainable goal, right, of the amount of just yeah. stuff that you have. Right, because some people can say, oh, well, the aesthetic version of minimalism is for very wealthy people. Whereas some people are like, yeah, I was just poor and couldn't afford this stuff, you know? Yeah. So to me, it's like, be reasonable, like, the size of your space, your financial situation about whether you can really afford this and whether you really need it. I know there's, if we got only stuff we needed, then we wouldn't have very many things. Right. You know, sometimes you just want something and that's fine and it makes you happy, but... Make sure you can accommodate it in those different ways, not just physically, but emotionally and financially. Right. As as silly or cliche as it may sound, really, it does matter of does it bring you joy? Yes. So, so with that, dear S, do you have any last tidbits or nuggets of wisdom for the decluttering or cleaning lifestyle for our listeners? I remembered my second thought about the gym thing that I was talking about, not just yes. the sunk cost fallacy, but also the first step of, I hate going here, but after the workout, I feel good and proud of myself. Yes. Yeah. It's just like flossing your teeth. You know, you did something good for yourself. <laughs> that is so akin to cleaning. I I hate sitting in the middle of the room with piles of shit around me yeah. and mm. my cleaning supplies. But when you're done, mm. oh, that is that is a bliss that is so rarely felt, I feel. <laughs> yes. And you know what? As I've gotten older, I've realized whether you have things externally displayed, just like your system has been really working for you, mm-hmm. or me, where I have, I love bins mm-hmm. and proper shelving. Because even if it's hidden away because I just can't look at it, otherwise my blood pressure starts to rise. I'm just <laughs> being uh, anxious of aardvark. Then, Arthur. <laughs> um, <laughs> then, you know, it's fine. But yeah, cleaning. Cleaning is one of those little joys in life. Honestly, you can feel so much more in control of your life and just general life issues once you do a little bit of cleaning. I guarantee it's like a really big representation of how you feel internally. Yeah, and I think the last piece I want to leave people is that you do not have to re-clean and redo your entire house or apartment in one day. Like no. If, oh, God, no. If all you do is pick up the cups that you have left scattered throughout your living space and put them all in the sink, you don't even have to do them just yet. Like, that's mm-hmm. a good job done because it's already better than what it was. Yeah, even if you take literally 10 minutes, set a timer of 10 minutes to tidy up with yes. little things like that, the future you is going to thank past you. And it's that timer method is so good. It's like if you just think five minutes, 
And then by the time those five minutes are up, you're already in the middle of doing something. It's like, okay, well, I'll do another five minutes. And next thing you know, it's been 30 minutes and your place is already looking so much better than it was. Yes. Yeah. And then you call your mom and you're like, look how clean my room is. (laughs) Well, that's why I got a visual timer. Did I tell you got a visual timer? No. For my inattentive brain? It's cute. It's pink. And then like you twist the thing and it shows whatever quarter of time. With like a cooking thing. timer? Yeah, and it slowly starts covering up the red part. Aw. And then it does its little beep, beep, beep. That's cool. Yeah, and it works. I love that. Science. So yeah, it's it doesn't have to be big. It could be super, super small, and but I, it really will. You'll feel better once you start start moving, you know? Big changes, but with small little moves, you're still moving forward, kids. Yeah, kids, your internet mom said you can do it. <laughs> we believe <laughs> They're like, in you. Those two goblins, no thanks. <laughs> well, I guess with that being said, thank you everyone for listening. If you have enjoyed it thus far, leave a like, a rating, subscribe, bookmark, shout us out into the universe, and send us to your friends. Tell them that we're awesome and worth listening to. We greatly appreciate all that you do for us. And until next week, stay alive, friends. Take care, everyone. <laughs>